Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, church family. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Feel his presence in this service. Amen. It's also good to have Pastor and Sister Riggin home. Amen. They, I think, traveled the longest to be here, and they had the longest form of traveling. You think airplanes are quicker, but uh, Dad doesn't seem to think so. Pastor doesn't seem to think so. And uh, just certain circumstances can change what seems to be the fastest mode of transportation. Transportation? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think Dad tried to go to Memphis or Nashville or wherever. Memphis, right? Help Bradley to his house. And uh, he flew out there and he figured it out. He's like, man, Jared, I should have just drove down there. And uh, he would have had all his tools with him, all that stuff. So anyway, but we are glad they made the trip and glad they're home. Amen. It's not, it's not quite the same when Pastor and Sister Regan are not here. Amen. It's just not the same. And I'm also looking forward to Sunday this weekend. Amen. The return of our evangelist. Amen. Believing that God is going to continue to do great things as he's already done so many times before. Amen. Sister Antoinette. Amen. Brother Thomas, you better be careful. This is your second time in church with us. And uh, one more time, we just start calling you family. So, so uh, just go ahead and make it back here one more time, and I'll be calling you my brother. <laughs> I'm excited about what God's doing around here. Hallelujah. And then this weekend, amen, uh, anniversary services with my brother. It's just a good time to be in the truth church. Amen. I wouldn't sacrifice being here for anything in the world, and I mean that. I mean that. I, I don't want to be anywhere else. Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's open them to Acts chapter 2. And we'll read four verses of Scripture that many of us can probably quote. One, two, three, and four. <laughs> so if, uh, if you can, I'll let you cheat. But why don't we all read this out loud together? Acts chapter 2, verse 1. If you have it, say amen. All right, that sounds like the most of us. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Let's lay down our Bibles, and let's ask the Lord to do that in this service tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, church, let's talk to the Lord. Oh, we need your spirit in this place tonight. Oh, let the Holy Ghost fill this place, Jesus. Oh, that's it, church. Come on, let's fill up to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, go 
let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight if you promise not to sit down on me. That is a figure of speech. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and um, we all know this passage of scripture, but I, I honestly wonder, Pastor, how many of us really understand what took place on this day? The day of Pentecost was a significant event. It was really, if, if you will bear with me for a few moments tonight, it was a transition in history like no other. Amen. We all look, each and every one of us look back to that day that we read about in Acts chapter 2 amen, as the birth of the New Testament church. Amen. The thing that God came to earth to establish. Amen. The thing, the very purpose, the, this was the completion, Sister Janessa, of all that God had planned for His people. Did you hear what I said? It is the completion. It was the first fruits, amen, of the harvest that God would send, amen, to His church. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Hallelujah. What we're experiencing, amen, in our revival services over the past few weeks, uh, amen, over the past couple of months, uh, amen, is the harvest, uh, amen, that began in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Amen. We're experiencing, uh, amen, that kind of harvest uh, today in 2021. Hey, we're not waiting for another day of Pentecost. We're living, amen, in the day of Pentecost. Sister Janessa, we don't have to wait, amen, for another prophecy to be fulfilled. We don't have to wait for a Messiah to come. Amen, he's come and he's already completed what he came to do. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Ghost, amen, has come into this service tonight, amen, to do some very special things, amen, to create a Pentecost for somebody in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. I want to talk to you on this subject, a personal Pentecost. Hallelujah. A personal Pentecost. Pentecost. Amen. It was a special day for the Jews. It was the second of three major feasts that those Hebrews would conduct annually. Pentecost is also known as the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks. This was to celebrate the first fruits of the labor for the Jews of that year. Amen. When they had gone out and labored, after they had busted up the soil, after they had spent their days sweating, amen, and in the rain, amen, putting seed in the ground, amen, the day of Pentecost was the completion. It was the first crop that comes out of the ground, amen, and they could enjoy the fruits of their labor. 
That's what Pentecost is. That's what Pentecost was. The word means 50th. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Exodus chapter 23, verses 14 through 17. I don't want to lose you tonight. Amen. I'm going to do my best to get through this first portion, and then hopefully we'll get, amen, to a conclusion here tonight. But Exodus chapter 23, verse 14 says, Three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days, as I command thee in the time appointed of the month Abib. For in it thou camest out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. So what he said was, I delivered you out of the land of Egypt, and I want you, amen, to commemorate that day of deliverance, amen, with unleavened bread. Verse 16 is this, uh, denotes the second feast, the feast of harvest, which we just talked about, Pentecost. The first fruits of thy labors, which thou hast sown in the field. And, the, and then finally, it talks about the third feast, which is the feast of ingathering, which is the end of the year when thou hast gathered in all of thy labors out of the field. Three times in the year, all thy males shall appear before the Lord God. When Jesus died on Calvary, he became the last lamb for the last Passover. Amen. He was, amen, the sacrifice, amen, that was given to the world. Amen. Not just a few Hebrew families. Amen. Not just for a select group of people. But God came to earth, amen, to sacrifice himself. Amen. For you and for me. Amen. That old, precious, spotless, without blemish lamb. Amen. That was curated for sacrifice. Amen. For the individuals that were, amen, in the Jews, uh, in the, that Jewish religion. Amen. They, they, they spent days. They spent the entire first year trying to make sure they had just the right lamb. Amen. The perfect lamb. Amen. And, and that lamb. Its purpose, its sole purpose, amen, was so that he, they would be able to sacrifice it for their family and perhaps a few other families. Amen, that, that lamb was the, the uh, spotless lamb. It was the one that was set aside from all the other lambs, amen, from all the other sheep in the pasture. And pasture, it was one of the most personal lambs. It was a, a lamb from their own herd, Brother Joshua. It was one that Daddy went out and picked and said, this is the one for next year. We're going to use this one. Amen, he went out and, and from the litter of, of sheep, if you use the term litter to, to talk about birth, the, the birth... It's, it wouldn't be litter because there's only one born at a time. So, but from from the uh, herd, let's say, let's start there. Amen. From the flock, there we go. From the flock, I mean, he would pick out. A, no, not that one. That one's got a little blemish here, a little spot here. Next day, he's looking. Oh, not that one. Don't like that one. It's not good enough. So, and then finally, his eyes fall on the right lamb. Finally, the day comes, and this the perfect lamb is born. And so, Daddy says. All right, son, grab that one. We're going to take that one into the house. 
We're going to take care of this one. Man, we're going to feed it. Amen. Perhaps uh, some of the things that, that we eat. For, perhaps it was just, it was just like a pet to them. Perhaps, uh, amen, they grew uh, close to it. Amen. Throughout that year. But they were protecting this lamb because it was the lamb for the Passover. Amen. It was their personal sacrifice. And you know what's interesting about the Passover sacrifice is that it wasn't just the fact that it was their personal lamb, but the, 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 the lamb was slain by household or by a few households. In other words, the congregation of Israel, the Bible talks about congregation of Israel would come together and then they would each slay their own lamb. I don't know if they did that in a collective location or if they all did it just simultaneously at the same time. The scripture isn't clear, and I, and I don't know. But I do know that they each slayed their own lamb. It was their own sacrifice. They didn't take it to the high priest. He didn't put his hand on its head. He didn't draw the knife. It was daddy. Daddy had to do it. Dad had to slay that lamb. It was, it was their lamb, it was their sacrifice, and dad had to do it. Let me uh, read some of my notes here. That way I can stay on track. This was, Jesus died on Calvary. He became the last lamb for the last Passover. This was the completion, the absolute fulfillment of the law. In Mosaic law, there was a requirement to offer pass, the Passover sacrifice in the place of which the Lord would choose to place his name. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 2. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord thy God. Of the flock and of the herd. Again, your flock, your herd. In the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name there. When God came to earth, he came explicitly for the purpose of placing his name there. Amen. We, we were, uh, Apostle Paul says, we were, uh, we were a foreign people. We were, were strangers. We didn't have this benefit of the Passover. We didn't have this feast to commemorate the day the Lord brought us out. Because the Lord never brought us out at that time. That was specific to Hebrews to the Jews, amen, and this Passover, amen, and, and, and as we were just talking, amen, this Passover was a personal sacrifice for the Jews, amen, and uh, let me just read what took place during the first uh, Passover, Exodus chapter 12, verse 3, the Lord spoke to Moses, said, speak ye unto the children of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month shalt thou take of them, take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. You understand this sacrifice could cover one house, two or two perhaps at the most. It wasn't, it wasn't for the sake of many people. And... Um, we keep going. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb, verse 5, your lamb 
uh, shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall ye eat it. Eat not of it raw, not, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. If we skip down to verse number 14, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And I want to ask you tonight, I just read to you how personal, amen, the, the sacrifice would be. Again, it would only cover one house, maybe their neighbor's house at the most, but it wasn't for, it wasn't a blanket offering for many. And I'm going to ask you this question. How do you get more personal than becoming the sacrifice yourself? Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. It doesn't get any more personal than what Jesus did. He said, I'm going to become the lamb. I'm God. I'm the father of all. I'm going to choose myself. I'm not looking, amen, in my flock. I'm not looking at my hurt. I'm, I'm looking inward. I want to come myself and sacrifice myself. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the only way, amen, the Lamb of God could be a sacrifice for more than just one household, more than just the Israelite household, amen, but for the earthen household, for every household on earth. Matthew 26, verse 26, we read where Jesus is offering himself. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take eat this is my body and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins you know he was the only one i feel the holy ghost here tonight He's the only one, Brother Larson, amen, that could come to earth and not only be the high priest, amen, that makes the sacrifice, but become our sacrifice. Brother Self, that's a personal sacrifice. I don't know anybody, Brother Josh, amen, that would really, amen, be willing to lay it all on the line for Jared Hilton, amen, but God did, amen, he came out of heaven above, amen, into earth beneath, created a human form, a human body, amen, just so he could become that spotless lamb. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that Passover sacrifice. Hallelujah. 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 When Jesus broke, amen, his own flesh and spilt his own blood, he offered himself the lamb for the last Passover. And so Pentecost is 50 days after after the day of the Passover. Seven full weeks. We all know that the number seven, amen, indicates uh, perfection or completion. Seven weeks of seven. Perfect perfection, Brother Thomas. He waited the perfect number of days after his sacrifice. I don't know. I don't know the reason for the the time here. But perhaps, perhaps the time is to reflect on the things that the sacrifice was given for. Amen. Perhaps it was a time spent to offer up thanks for the sacrifice. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why this time is there. Perhaps Pastor can enlighten me amen, after service. But all I know is that there were 49 days where nothing happened. And then on that 50th day, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Do you understand? I, I hope I'm conveying to you, amen, how beautiful this is. And perhaps I'm not, but if the word Pentecost means 50th, and it was, it was among these special feasts that were conducted annually, God was transitioning from this Old Testament mosaic form of salvation to the New Testament church. In order to do so, he had to convert these Jews who celebrated Pentecost and Passover. And so on, he was very particular in, in the days that he selected to offer himself as a sacrifice. They were on the day of Passover when they went into the upper room and began to have the last Passover, and he died the next morning. It was a feast of 50 days later, of course. we have. It was 50 days later that they enjoyed the Feast of Harvest and the Feast of Weeks. And no doubt these among other reasons that I don't know are the reasons why God chose the day of Pentecost to completely fulfill the law. Acts chapter 2, amen, as we just mentioned, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, we see the first fruits of the harvest that God would give to his church. The prophet stated that 
those who would have stammering lips and another tongue would receive a time of rest. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing that they would not hear. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight who's weary, who's tired, who's been putting in the work. You feel like you've been putting in the labor, the time, and you don't see the fruits of, the, of that labor. This Pentecostal experience is more than just religion. If you want religion, there's plenty of it out there. There's plenty of denominations. There's plenty of options that you can have. But what I'm offering you tonight, and we'll have the musicians prepare to come. What I'm offering you tonight is not religion. I know we went, I, I discussed tonight, we talked about some ceremonies and feasts. And these were things that were done throughout the Old Testament for hundreds if not thousands of years. To remember what God had done. But there was a moment in time where God said, I'm not interested in ceremony. I'm not interested in religion. I'm not interested in those be- ceremonies are done. What I want is to complete what I've begun. If we could all stand here tonight. I want to I tell, I feel this in the Holy Ghost, I want to tell somebody that the Lord has begun some things in your life. And those things, I, I don't know what they are. But I know where they lead you. And they lead you to a complete experience with him. Not one that's, that's shortchanged by tradition and religion. But one that is complete in relationship and lifestyle. It's not something, I, I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying. It's not something that, that you can walk away from easily. Brother Josh, how would it feel, brother, if you had to throw all this away? It, it's my life. I can't, it's my very identity. I, I cannot walk away, amen, from the revelation that I have. And what I'm preaching about tonight, and, and I'm going to leave the notes for just a moment, but what I'm preaching about tonight is not only discovered through the pages of God's Word, but it can be found in these white altars. Brother Nelson, it's not just something that we talk about and hear about. But it's something that I can get in my own prayer closet and I can experience for myself.
There are a lot of people out there that are way smarter than Jared Hilton. They can talk circles around me and convince me of philosophy and, and ideology, amen, through different words and, and different ways of saying things. But I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is a genuine, wholesome, Real life changing personal experience. I kind of liked what Brother Savala said the other day to that lady. She, he mentioned, he's like, a lot of people nowadays, they feel like this is just a good experience. And then they kind of chalk it up on the, on the board. And, well, I've been to a Pentecostal church. I've had that experience. This is more than just a singular experience. When Pentecost comes to your home, it changes the way you talk. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way, the places that you walk to. It changes the people who you walk with. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want a personal Pentecost. It's available in this place tonight. Peter told those who were asking him, how do I obtain what you guys just experienced? How do I experience, how do I experience Pentecost? What do I do to complete my life? Pricked in their heart, said to Peter, to the rest of the apostles, verse 37, Acts chapter 2, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Don't tell me about your religion. Don't give me a lecture about ceremony what I want to know is what can I do right now I saw you guys out there I don't know what that is but I want it Peter said repent stop living the way that you're living You said you're tired. You said you're weary. Stop living the way that you're living. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall, you will, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't stop with just you. Because the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord right now? Come on, let's feel that to the Lord.
Peter went on to say with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves come on this is a personal Pentecost quit waiting on the answer to come and you go dig it out for yourself save yourself come on church let's follow after the Holy Ghost just for the next few moments Holy Ghost is dealing with us in this place Jesus come on hallelujah 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 if you want to these altars are open this is the time for you to have your own Pentecost come on this is the time Pentecost has fully come we're not waiting on a day we're not waiting on a specific time we're waiting on you Jesus come on let's talk to the Lord everybody hallelujah Jesus oh come on hallelujah Jesus oh I need you master I need you master oh hallelujah Savior, come on if you want this experience uh, these altars are open, why don't you make your way down here Jesus